0: Hey, welcome back. This here is the Hammerdown Show on 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7 TheHammer.com. I'm popping over the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, and uh, we're bringing in Tom Deanhart of GoldenBlack.com. With all the chaos reigning in the Big Ten West, uh, he's going to set us straight here. Tom, it's uh, always a pleasure to have you on here. There's uh, so much to discuss uh, with this division. Let's go back first off to Saturday. Uh, Purdue gets the win uh, over Minnesota, um, I, I did not have them winning that game. Most of the people, media Mania did not have them winning that game. I've never been happier uh, to be wrong. Just a heck of a performance, especially out of the defense uh, on on Saturday. Um, you watched that thing live and in person, man. What were your immediate thoughts after the win?
1: Yeah, twelve and a half point underdog, I think, when kickoff arrived on Saturday, Jared. So. No, few people really hadn't had Purdue Pegg to win this game uh, outright. Um, so, yeah, just a, a nice victory for the Boilermakers, number one. And number two, you talked about the play of the defense. Outstanding. Um, held Minnesota to 47 yards rushing. Now, we all know that the top goal for running back, Mo Ibrahim, did not play, uh, which was a surprise. Nobody anticipated that at all but still that's a pretty good go for ground game even the backup running back Potts is good they have a nice line and for Purdue to sit on that go for ground game was was very impressive plus that go for quarterback Tanner Morgan never really got his RPO game going either so you got to tip your hand to the defense and then to the Purdue ground game who would have thought Purdue would win a game running the football mostly and playing some good defense but with you a walk-on, to with Tom, to with, yeah. with
0: a walk-on at that. Um, I, I, you, can't, you can't say enough about Devin Mockaby, right? I mean, this guy is just uh, the second coming of Mike Alstott, right? I mean, that's you'd you swear reading the message boards that uh, that's what people were thinking. I mean, he's been darn impressive, especially not just for a walk-on, but for anybody at that position.
1: Yeah, it's just been a fun story to follow. Bo- Boonville, Indiana. Way down in the old pocket conference, played against Brady Allen in high school. uh, was a two-star recruit. Coming to Purdue always was his dream, Jared. He's a redshirt freshman. And we always heard rumblings about Devin Mockaby from the staff uh, during spring football and camp. Kind of wondered if, if it was real and we're starting to see the kid has some potential, right? Yeah. So good for him. 100-yard game. And uh, the, you got to think, as he continues to develop his body, Jared, he has a chance to be a nice running back.
0: And questions, I think, will have to be uh, pondered here when King Daru gets healthy, right? I mean, y- you can't cut this kid out of the offense right now, and he's just producing too much for you.
1: Yeah, you're going to need all three backs, probably. Dylan Downing, of course, being the other back. But mm-hmm. King Daru, sounds like he may be doubtful this for this weekend, so it could just be a Downing-Mockaby backfield once again. But, yeah, even when Daru does come back from his calf injury, uh, he certainly would not would not like to see Mockaby uh, losing him his reps, but I tell you what, it's nice to have depth because obviously injuries strike, and Purdue was definitely prepared um, to fill that King Daru void with uh, with Dylan Downing and, and Devin Mockaby.
0: Tom, there's a lot to unpack up in Madison right now. Paul Christ is, is done. Uh, all they did was lose to Illinois, and, well, I mean, they had that earlier loss in the season to uh, some FCS team. I, I get that, but the man has had so much success there, and now I, I, look, to me, this read to me like, Jim, Le- Leonard's getting some calls here. At least their agent, his agent's telling him that. And they don't want to lose him. And I think they were on the fence about Chris, and they said, we need to make the move now before we lose Leonard. D- does that seem about right? Is that what you're hearing, or is it something completely different?
1: I think you got it exactly right. That's what I've heard, too. Um, this move was made to, to, to retain Jim Leonard as much as it was to push Paul Christ out the door. Uh, the program was, was sort of t- trending down the last couple of years, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They, hadn't won, they hadn't won the division, uh, I think, the last two or three years, if I remember correctly, Northwestern and Iowa were the last two schools to win it. And uh, and obviously things weren't going well this year. That that last year you were referring to as the Washington State, and that was in Madison, which was, was a pretty big upset, too. And now Illinois goes up there with Wisconsin's old coach and Brett Bielema, and whack is in thirty-four to ten. So, yeah, I think again, like you said, Jed, it was more about trying to retain Jim Leonard. Um, he's obviously the interim right now. We all know they want him to be the head coach. He's going to have a long runway to it. I guess uh, interview on the job, if you will. And you're right; he's a defensive coordinator. He's he's a hot commodity, and um, this is the guy the new Wisconsin AD Chris McIntosh wants. And and we shall see what direction it goes for
0: the Badgers. Does Macintosh want him, or is it Alvarez that wants him? Come on, let's play. Let's look little Mac- l- l- conspiracy it's, in here, huh?
1: I think it's, it's, it's Macintosh. That's, that's his. That's his call. And uh, Barry Alvarez is handed the reins over, and it's a gamble. Let's be honest; it's a gamble. So it's kind of funny. Uh, you look at the teams you think have a good chance to win this wide open West. Talk about Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, and Purdue, and then you kind of come to Wisconsin, right? which has really been the beltwether in that division for years. And, and they look like they may be uh, sitting behind those four teams when it's all said and done.
0: I think I saw a stat earlier, Tom, where it said Wisconsin hadn't been an underdog in a game uh, that wasn't Ohio State in, in, like, almost 10 years. Like, it, huh. it, that's an insane, like, maybe it's just in Big Ten play, but that's it, absolutely insane. It sounds a, a about right to me. So then that, now I, I have questions about how the Big Ten West shakes out. Uh, who yeah. I mean, everybody's right there except for Wisconsin. So give me a team that's uh, that's a real contender, and give me a team that's just a that that's a two and or was it one and one? Uh, but that's just a, a pretender at this point.
1: Well, you know, Northwestern and 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 Nebraska. Let's scratch those two
0: schools, right? Yeah.
1: And then I think Wisconsin's probably looking up at the other four. I guess I'm still leaning toward Iowa. I know their struggles on offense are well documented, but, heck, Jared, they play great defense, have great special teams. I'm never going to count them out. I still think the division's going to probably run through Iowa City. Of course, remember this, the Hawkeyes come to West Lafayette November 5th, so that could be a big ball game. So I guess I I still like Iowa maybe to be the team to beat. I think Purdue certainly has a chance. Um, You know, uh Again, you got you got Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois. And I, I guess if I were to pick one of those four teams for maybe being a little bit of a pretender, I guess I still don't want to really believe in Illinois at this point, Jared. It's been a fun story. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Again, a great win at Madison. They should have won Indiana, remember, the opening weekend of the year. Yeah, uh, They lost a tough one in Bloomington, so they could be unbeaten. So I guess I'm still holding out. Champion Illinois is being valid just yet. So bottom line, though, it's going to be a lot of fun to see this division sort itself out the next couple months.
0: Yeah, and the one advantage I think Purdue has in all this, you went through a lot of these uh, teams and stuff and, and ones that could be contenders. Um, you know, I know you like Iowa here, but quarterback play. I, I mean, Purdue, I know yeah. beforehand, but I mean, you, you we're listing off a lot of teams that are poor quarterbacks i think it's another problem paul chris has been having because uh, that program ain't not been the same since Cohen left uh, they've yet to really fill anybody uh, in that quarterback position that uh makes you uh have to uh, respect the passing game uh and they didn't have anybody coming in anytime soon but uh, you know we're talking college football here and it produced it pretty just because i think they have uh easily the best quarterback out of all those guys that uh, uh, could be contenders here in the big 10 west
1: yeah, Tommy DeVito, the Syracuse transfer at, at Illinois. We talked about Spencer Petras at Iowa. Tanner Morgan, of course, up there at uh, at Minnesota. And then A- Aiden O'Connell, right? Yeah. Um, there, there's, and, and there's no doubt Aiden's the best of all of them. Tanner Morgan's very good, but Aiden O'Connell is still the best quarterback, hands down, in the Big Ten West. The problem for Purdue is they got to make sure he gets healthy, right? Um, it, it was encouraging that he played last week. I don't think he was his usual self. Um uh, still think he was in some, uh, in some discomfort. I think we saw that throwing the football. So hopefully he continues to heal up. Jeff Brom on Monday certainly said uh, he, he gave positive indications he was going to be ready to go on Saturday. He said he was optimistic. So I think we'll see Aiden. The question, though, Jared, is what Aiden are we going to see? Is it going to be an Aiden that can really push the ball downfield like we're used to? Or are you still going to be limited as he deals with what's believed to be that rib injury?
0: Tom, do you anticipate anybody else in the West losing their job? We're already down to two. It's starting <laughs> to feel like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory here. Uh-huh. I mean, it's October for Pete's sakes, and we're already down two. Uh, is there anybody else that you would uh, think this could possibly happen, or anybody be the hot seat, or uh, you think we're good until we hit the end of the year?
1: you like Augustus Galoop going up in that tube where Violet <laughs> Bowler draws <laughs> up on that big blueberry album. <laughs> I think the Big Ten West should be okay. I don't see, you know, P.J. Fleck not getting, losing his job. Brett Bielema, of course, Brahm and Kirk Ferentz, Pat Fitzgerald. Some people think Fitzgerald's on the hot seat, but he's not at Northwestern. So uh, I think there's been enough tumult already in that Big Ten West. Um, I don't see any other changes as far as firings go taking place in the Big Ten. Uh, but, of course, across the nation, boy, I'm sure we're going to see a, a wave of, of more dismissals here over the next couple of months. Of course, Brian Harson at Auburn is probably right at the top of that list. Uh, I think the Stanford coach, David Shaw. So those are just a couple of schools and coaches, I think, that that could end up on the firing line, if you will. So we get to this point of the year sooner and sooner with, with each passing year, right, here with these coaches getting fired. Earlier in the calendar, it's just crazy how it's working now.
0: I I like and I respect the Purdue staff and everybody that they have on it. Um, So maybe this is, uh, I don't mean it to be a disrespectful question, I don't know if there's any candidates for head coaching positions there on the support staff right now. Uh, Maybe you think differently. Is there anybody that maybe Jeff Braun would have to be worried about moving on and and, uh, getting some... Uh, maybe head coach buzz or, or or promotion now, since so much stuff is opening up early. What would you think?
1: I guess I I don't see anybody that stands out at least at the high FBS level. Maybe at maybe at a Group of Five level or an FCS type of a level. Someone like Iran English, who does have head coaching experience. Um, maybe if the defense continues to play well, maybe Iran becomes a candidate at some schools um, <clears throat> at the Group of Five level. Um he'd probably be the one guy of all of them, I think. Uh you know, offensively. I, I guess I guess I don't see anybody else right now that would jump out at me as being a guy that, that would be on other schools' radars to be a head coach right now.
0: Just as long as we uh remove all of Mark Hagan's contact info from the uh from the websites and and all that stuff, I'll be happy with that. That's the one guy. Uh, I don't want to see uh, leave. Not that I want to see anybody leave, but, boy, the way he's been recruiting and the way the defensive line's playing, I would like that man to set up permanent residency here in West Lafayette. Yeah, Mark's
1: certainly done a very good job. There's no doubt about it. The way he's recruited the last two years and his defensive line's playing at a very high level. The run defense in particular has been well. getting better at rushing the past year. but like you said, his connections in Indiana and, and throughout the Midwest are really paying off from a recruiting standpoint. There's some terrific talent at that spot, and there's some terrific talent coming in at that spot, led by, of course, Kendrick Gilbert from from Cathedral coming up here next year.
0: Yeah, and you, you get to add Joe Strickland finally. I know he's been suffering with the mono and stuff like that, but you finally get him out there, too. And that's going to be a, a heck of a line to be reckoned with with quite some time. Tom Deanhart, goldenblack.com. Again, he's doing a great job covering everything all week long, getting you all the inside stuff that you need to know about as the Boilers get set to take on uh, Maryland this weekend. Always blessed to have him on this program as well. Great friend and a uh, great insider as well. Tom, I'll always appreciate the time with you. I, I uh, thank you so much for uh, putting us up on all the good stuff. Take care, buddy. Be good. All right. Take care, Tom. Hey, we're going to take a little break here. We'll come back. Terry Peebles, Harrison Raiders head coach, is going to join us next. And uh, we'll see what's up with them as they get ready to take on Logan Sports 6 and 1 Berry squad this week. So stick around. We got more Hammer Down show coming up next 1017 The Hammer 101.